Welcome to Haunted as Hell. I'm your host, writer and comedian Emily Winter. And, uh, hi. Thank you, guys. Uh, last week I put on the podcast that I've been feeling down, and you guys were so nice and pointed me in the direction of helpful apps and books and kind words. So that was all awesome, and I'm feeling much better this week, uh, partially because of that. So thank you so much, um, and thank you for listening to the podcast. This week I am pumped about this episode, which I recorded a while back, um, with a very funny comedian. She's just one of those people that when you meet her, she's her, her joy is infectious, and she's really wonderful. And um, this podcast, she talks about a lot of different things. She talks about going on a ghost tour at Gettysburg. She talks about college lore. Um, and she talks about sort of turning from a skeptic to less of a skeptic because of her job in hospice. So uh, I think it's a cool episode. I hope you love Lizzie as much as I do. And I hope you enjoy the show. And thank you for all of your well wishes. I hope you're doing great too. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have comedian Lizzie Kirch. Hi, Lizzie. Thanks for doing the pod. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much. I'm uh, really pumped. You are currently in Madison, which is where I also am. And um, I'm interested to know if your ghost stories take place in Wisconsin or somewhere else. They do not. It takes place in uh, Gettysburg and Washington, D.C. Okay, so. super, super haunted places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I think Washington, D.C. is haunted by living people, but still. Uh, oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> so tell me everything. Is that where you grew up? Um, no, I went to school out there, though, and um, I'm a big history dork and, like, Lincoln Civil War fanatic, um, so my best friend very kindly surprised me with a weekend trip to Gettysburg a few years ago, um, and we went up there and, uh, you know, did the regular rigmarole all day, and I was loved it, geeking out, and then um, <laughs> at night, he signed us up for a what we thought was a ghost tour, mm-hmm. but it turned out... It was a ghost hunt <laughs> Fun. with actual um, equipment and everything. And uh, I knew we were in for it when we got to the place and the logo was a skull and crossbones. Um, but the skull had a baseball cap on and the crossbones were made out of machine guns. <laughs> so oh like- my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I'd want to be in those people's hands for an evening, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, very- <laughs> we got, um, so, you know, they, they said it was about going to be three hours and we're like, oh, and we were so exhausted. It was probably like midnight at this point and we've been, you know, touring all day and stuff, but um, uh, they, we had to drive out to this farm, Daniel Lady Farm. Um, That's just the guy's name. It didn't farm out ladies. Um, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we drove up there, and um, during the Battle of Gettysburg, there was actually some skirmishes and a small battle there uh, between, but Confederates really kind of ruled the roost at that point before, um, and they had overtaken that house and everything, and then it turned into a field hospital, so, like, you, their eyes just lit up with how much suffering had gone on there, and um, <laughs> <laughs> they were stoked. <laughs> like it's yeah, about suffering. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it's about ten minute drive. So we took her. You take your own car and you drive there. We got pulled over. Um, we had taken his dad's car, probably also his credit card, to be honest. Um, and <laughs> he hadn't updated his plates, so we got pulled over. But they're like, we really don't care about the plates as much as 
you need to tell this to her they need to stop doing this because if they like you followed a car with their hazards on and everyone else had to put their hazards on and it just like was a slow crawl like in the middle of the night throughout Gettysburg and they're like it's like a funeral procession but at night and like creepy yeah <laughs> they're like you gotta stop it's like I don't know if that's really on us to tell them but like if it's gonna get us out of a ticket like sure we'll do it and, like, yeah let's let's just start off this three-hour experience we're all we're already dicks we're like total skeptics um we know we're just like making fun of it and uh you know not taking it too seriously wait Um, so my question is if you guys are in this line this like procession did the whole procession stop when you got pulled over no they we they just pulled us over and we had to pull out of line and then they got to the farm yeah and we followed back i mean you could still see it because it's gettysburg pennsylvania so not a real city skyline kind of yeah. thing but um we figured it out yeah <laughs> uh so we get there and um it's just they pass out uh equipment i didn't know that was involved i got a headlamp um an evp reader uh electro uh magnetic detector like Gosh. the whole shebang i was like on a uh, I don't even know if the travel show exists anymore, but I know my mother watches those shows religiously. And I don't know if they've actually found anything on the shows per se, but she keeps trying. Um, so we get there, we're going around, you know, it's just kind of cool, you know, um, in general. And so I'm trying, you know, to be somewhat normal during it. And uh, there's and not there's- just make fun of it. Yeah. 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 It's like people really believed. And I, I wasn't like a total like, non-believer I just was like okay this is like a quick cash grab it's smart they know what they're doing it's like it's Mm -hmm. creepy enough spirits or not and um we went around uh there was also a a troop of boy scouts camping out on the field um which which was suspect I mean I wasn't one of their parents but there was just a bunch of random adults crawling you know around their tents in the middle of the night (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know it's the boys that was pretty tame for them I bet. Yeah, yeah 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 at that time unfortunately yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um so you know we're just kind of going around not really and the, the guy's really um playing it up you know he's like no you gotta tug at their heartstrings you have to ask questions you know um what's your sweetheart's name what's your favorite meal and they're like okay so like we started doing that as a, a joke. And then I swear to God, Emily, I've been trying the last two weeks since I found out I was doing this with you to remember what happened that made us such diehard believers. <laughs> I cannot. We either heard something or saw something, but we were totally spooked. And we told everyone the next day, like, <laughs> like would not shut up. But neither him nor I can remember, oh like, gosh. what we had to, it must've been something like, I don't think it even had to do with any of the devices. Like, I think we were pretty done with those, but, um, the barn is a uh, real creepy. Um, you know, I turned around at one point and my headlamp just flashed on this, this life-size black horse, um, kind of statue, but like, kind of like, like a giant plastic horse. Okay. <laughs> um, there wasn't, yeah, there was nothing else in the barn. So it wasn't like, it was like, you know, but it really existed. Yeah, and oh. there was no warning about the horse. <laughs> yeah. 
And that that was probably the scariest part of the night was stupid horse. But um, there's still uh, blood stains from the surgical hospital and the injured. Um, so that was, you know, quote unquote, cool. Uh, but and there's still like cannon fragments and shrapnel and everything. Um, but we were just kind of digging around, going around. And I don't know, we I think we talked to a Confederate. We obviously were like, listen, our politics divide us, but I'd like to give you, I'd like to talk to you, but I don't know, something compelled us or like we felt like it was something. And I, I know this is terrible ghost storytelling, but no, like, no, it's fine. I think people that have experienced something, um, you know, it's not really terribly explainable because it's more of a feeling than anything. It's a feeling. Uh, yeah. Um, and that was us. So that shut us up pretty quick. There was just, it was just a very strange setting. I don't know if, have you ever been to Gettysburg? I've never been. Okay. Um, weirdly, it seems like a lot of people there think the South one based on like. Well, apparently these guys seem to. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, cause we went, we were like killing time in between. And so we went in it, to, a, to a few antique stores and, um, an alarming amount of a uh, Nazi memorabilia oh, in Gettysburg. Yeah. I saw more swastikas there than I have on like museum tours in Poland. Like it was nuts. <laughs> I was like, that wait. Is... Woo, so upsetting. <laughs> and it's like, obviously they're selling it as like, oh yeah, this is like someone brought it back from Europe, you know, after right, the right, war. Right. So it's like, I don't know. These things look pretty fresh, <laughs> like mint condition. Like, <sighs> I don't think this yeah. is like some like trophy. <laughs> but it's also just like, I don't care what it was. I don't <laughs> want it in my house, you know? Why is this for sale? Like right. no one needs this armband. Right, or, exactly. You know, yeah. Weird first. It was just like the whole place was like. Unsettling. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, President Eisenhower used to live at Gettysburg, which I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, yeah, he has a house there. Uh, uh, one of the, another creepy part, not to do with anything ghost, but his wife made everyone sign a guest book when they came in, but like including the grandchildren literally every time they came in the door. Oh my so god! This, this like, okay, grandma, like let's. This is a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like, what's going on with Mrs. Eisenhower? <laughs> like, sign the guest book it was they're just names and names and names because it was every time someone came in that is so funny <laughs> no. it's like maybe the only thing this woman can control so she's like i'm going <laughs> like, crazy on this guest book yeah yeah my president or my husband ran the free world for a while so um but i got my big old book right right uh, totally. <laughs> and, um uh sorry I, i'm just looking at some of my notes because i was oh, like oh yeah so Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, when you guys were on this ghost hunt and you went from kind of skeptics to believers and you were both like hit with a feeling, was was it at the same time? So Yeah, yeah, about the same time. I mean, we stuck together pretty much. Um, Maybe got separated amid the Boy Scouts at one point, but (laughs) there's like a big hill, like that's where it kind of went, like the Union soldiers were on top and then like kind of ran down. Um, and met with the Confederates there. Uh, but yeah, we just, we felt something, um, you know, probably had like the sleepy ha-has as well or like something along those lines. But it was just like, I really felt that in like, 
my heart of hearts and um, still quite a skeptic today. Like, you know, uh, I, I do enjoy like I've listened to this podcast now that I learned about it. And like, definitely it's like people like you, you sound silly or you're like, you think you're going to sound stupid, like saying you're like, but no, <laughs> you have to understand. And I guess now like I'm older, I like the world and universe and universes are so big that like, who am I to say like, what's there or not? And also the older you get, like the more you're like, oh, I thought at some point a grown up was going to explain this to me. I'm still waiting on that grown up. And yeah, now I am the grown up. Like I am, I have children age and like, I can't explain anything and nobody knows. I wouldn't be able to explain to a child. Right. (laughs) And like, nobody knows what the world is, the universe is made of. And it's insane that we all just like go around and accept it. So even with the big bang, it's like, well, what caused that? And, um, yeah so it when was, god it, sneezed yeah i have no idea yeah, exactly that's like the most compelling argument i've seen at this point <laughs> but um no it was it was nuts and um but i'm so glad i went but yeah we came back the next morning like we were staying at his parents place in harrisburg and you know we came down for breakfast and it was wide-eyed like literally looked like we'd seen a ghost and we're like no <laughs> you mom dad you have to understand like they thought we were nuts and I guess we were because we were such jerks about it beforehand that we were going on this three-hour ghost tour um but uh yeah I just really felt something um I recommend it like it was silly and crazy I think if anyone's into the paranormal I would check out these guys um, after I've slandered them enough, but they're the Gettysburg Paranormal Association. You'll recognize the machine grunts and <laughs> pulling crossbows, but um, they're like well known. They've been on like the Travel Channel and all that okay. and those kind of um, programs. So uh, yeah, so it it was really good. It it you know I geeked out. You know I'm sure made like five thousand terrible Civil War puns and uh, <laughs> really had a day of it and a night. Um, but then, uh, kind of similarly, um, I can move, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We can move on. Yeah. (laughs) My non ghost story, ghost story that I just said, but, uh, uh, I definitely, I I guess I could say that, um, there's a presence, like an atmosphere. And I think you feel that anywhere, like, again, like visiting like former concentration campsites or battlefields, you know, there is an energy there. Um, and not like, again, not all, I, I'm an empath. So I feel it's like, no, like it was horrific suffering. Like if you don't feel something, I'm worried. Like, yeah. Right. Get I get it. Yeah. So, um, but so that was definitely there. And I, I've been to other battlefields too, from the civil war that also kind of have that vibe. Um, and it was just crazy that there was still blood. They actually used that place to, for a legal case out of New York to see how long blood can show up, like with luminol. And it just oh. like lit up and like, you know, kind of the size of a body um, and d- fingerprints in blood still from years later. And no, who knows how many renovations, but like that's right. Tough. I mean, I would never murder anyone in general, but like once I saw how deep <laughs> you could still find blood stains, it's like people are idiots if they try it today. <laughs> <laughs> These blood stains are a couple hundred years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the luminol lit up like a Christmas tree and it was just, whew. But yeah, so that was interesting and like horrific, but you know, typical tourist kind of thing. Um, And then uh, 
we had, I was in grad school when that happened. And um, also for my undergrad, I went to a place called the Catholic University of America, DC. Um, I just usually say the university in DC because people assume it's one of the smart ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was just a private school that would take my terrible high school GPA. Um, oh yeah, I went to school in Boston. Don't ask any more questions. It's, um, um, okay. it's only Boston proper, but it's like, it's called Cambridge. I don't know if you heard yeah. of it. <laughs> exactly um so I went there so it's like old as shit and uh you know it's cat it's the only um Vatican sanctioned school in America so oh my gosh, so interesting are you we very that going for us yeah the Pope visited I got to see the Pope uh oh, wow. there and uh at the Capitol uh so um they oh my when the Pope resigned when Benedict resigned classes were canceled people were shooketh like we got classes off till the smoke came out white so we went there and there's a very old building there the oldest is I think it was built in like 1888 uh Caldwell Hall and the rumor is you know like the exorcism uh, allegedly was based on an exorcism that happened in the 40s um in Mount Rainier um Maryland so just yeah. right outside the city um and like people like the georgetown steps and all that but apparently a lot of it actually came from cua catholic university um because <laughs> that's exciting yeah uh and then so of course instead of like studying or like being productive members of society one night a group of us decided to go visit what was called the exorcist room and they usually only opened it at halloween like to like for charity or something and you make a few bucks um but we're like no let's go like because we knew someone that lived in that dormitory but like way at the top there was this little steeple with a little tiny room that was allegedly always locked but there was always a light coming from it and like oh that's awesome fix yeah so like i get you know comforting to some scary to many uh, <laughs> like kind of out there in the night um so we went you know just again not taking it seriously and uh the we got up to the fifth floor we didn't see a soul because it was middle of the night and um you know that building wasn't even used that much in general um in this there was a tiny little stairway leading up to the top of that to the exorcist room where allegedly um an exorcism either it depends on who you ask but either an exorcism happened there and a priest fell out the window and died um during the exorcism okay very much like the movie exactly right and yeah or a priest performed an exorcism somewhere else possibly that mount rainer one um and then uh killed himself by his own hand and then they kept the book where he kept his exorcism notes because of course <laughs> you have to have that in the book but uh and they placed it up in this steeple room and then locked it and bolted it um and then a student stole it like in the early 90s and then he was reading it in his dorm room and he fell out a window because this is the creepy part. This is the one I, I don't really believe this portion of the story, but like it just it gives me chills like imagine it. So he takes this book and he's in his dorm room reading it. It gets a knock on his door and there's like a bunch of like grim faced priests. I mean, they usually are grim faced, but I guess yeah. more than usual um, at his door, like asking where it is. Like they know that he took it and, uh, he's like, he tries to give it back, but like, it won't leave his hands. Um, and then while he's trying to like push the book off him, I guess he falls backwards out a window and shatters his ankle and like, yeah. And then he, you know, goes to the local hospital and like 
years later, another CUA student went to the hospital for like a similar ankle injury. And the same nurse that had worked that night was like, oh, the last time I had a CUA kid here was also before. And it's like, apparently he like stole some book and like priests were involved. And um, so we went up there because they're like, oh, it's haunted. It's totally haunted. Or mm-hmm. like, it's still there. And we get there and the door is open to the stairwell. And uh, we send one of our friends up because we're wusses. This is to the top room where that has the light on, right? Yeah, yeah. And so could you see the light from outside? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, you wow. saw it every night. Like okay. something was up there. Like either someone forgot to turn off a light and like just didn't bother till it ran out again. But um, it was always on. Okay. Uh, so he goes up there and the door is like totally, um, usually it's bolted because people do try to go up there and, you know, do stuff. And uh, yeah. um, but this time it was open. And he pushed it open and he got like such a bad vibe that he like immediately ran back downstairs. And we were so scared. We ran like back down to the third floor from the fifth floor. And we're like, okay, we have to go back. (laughs) Yeah, you're so close when the door is open. Exactly. Like the door's open. Like this is crazy. Usually, like the door just the staircase is locked. Um, so we go back again, don't encounter any living soul. And uh we go back and the door just to the stairwell is bolted shut from the other side. Like, swear to God. <laughs> the stairwell that you had just been on? Yeah, that was just like wide open, like like had a door jam and like it was totally easy access. Um, and both doors were open, but like usually, but that one all of a sudden was bolted. And from what we could see from like the window, the upstairs one was also now locked up. <laughs> But we hadn't seen anything or heard, didn't heard hear anybody. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Secure, I mean, campus security left a lot to be desired in general, but like we definitely <laughs> didn't run into anybody or see anything. So scary. So what did yeah. you guys do? Did you just get like, probably and... like shrieked and like ran? Yeah. yeah. And then I looked it up afterwards and that's when I heard like saw more of the different versions of the story. Um, and also people just having experiences like living there in that hall. Like they'll hear latin in their ears um it just embodied and they'll hear like their name whispered and like even their hair kind of going up like if someone really was whispering in your ear um it's just a a real creepy place and i don't think that people should live there well yeah i love talking to a skeptic occasionally so you said you're still somewhat skeptical i i'm skeptic i think of like you know, maybe even those like EVP readers or like electromagnetic, that kind yes. of thing. Um, but I think just like general, like I've definitely had experiences where like it's just there's no other explanation besides like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I again, I, I want to believe because like it's nice to think there's something like after all this, like that'd be yeah. great. Yeah. And like it's sad for people that haven't been able to move on to that. Um, and that's like, I guess, you know, people are, like, they're so like altruistic trying to like, we're trying to help these spirits get over. It's like, if these yeah, spirits yeah. get over, your business is done. Your business <laughs> is done and you're yeah. definitely not getting on TV. Yeah. yeah. We're just annoying these spirits as long as possible. While yeah. Around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, just different, different things like, you know, um, like Lincoln, a hero would geek out again. He really was a big believer in like dreams, like symbolizing something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, because it's just your subconscious. But like, I remember um, 
when uh, my grandmother died, like I, my dog was scratching at my door out of nowhere. Usually she slept all night and it was like 4 a.m. And she just was like nuts to get inside. And then she got inside my room and just laid there. And then I was up. So I checked my phone and saw that she died. And uh, so I was like, wow, I was like, I wouldn't like, it's just little things like that. Like maybe my dog was just being a dick at 4 a.m. That's totally plausible, but it's things like that. And other people that have died that come visit in dreams again and like kind of just do that kind of, or, you know, the dream vibe where like, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, And I I do appreciate that. Like, especially people that have died young or um, unexpectedly and they're just like, it's okay. Like, so I don't know if that's my brain trying to calm me down about losing people or not, but I like it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know I like it. Too. it. Yeah, I, yeah. There's just a, yeah. I mean, is that quite, there's all these little things. Like when my husband and I first started dating, he lost somebody really close to him. Mm-hmm. And that night I like woke up, we weren't living together. We had just started, mm-hmm. I woke up and I texted him like, I don't even remember like, Hey, thinking of you, like, yeah. I don't know if we were saying love you by then or not, but you know, just like and it was like, every punctuation mark because you're like, it's new. I don't want to scare. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I think I just kept being like, I'm all in instead of I love you. But um, uh, yeah. And then it turned out that that was like exactly when this person very close to him passed away. And it's I, I it's like so hard with the sleep stuff because you're like, I don't know what dreams are. Once again, there's no grown ups to tell us what's going on. Something and um, literally everyone and no one can really explain it and it's so weird how so many people aren't interested in it I'm like this is yeah. like ghosts are reaching out to us and nobody cares this is <laughs> nobody cares about this. rude of yeah. us actually not yeah. to <laughs> exactly. be more welcoming and open to the idea totally totally um yeah but I I really appreciate your perspective do you think that like when there are ghosts that that is spirits that can't move on or what I think I think it can be kind of both I think like the more malevolent um kind of is people that haven't been able to move on or with such like a shock again like battle or terrible murders and things mm-hmm. like that you know it's just such they just can't or for whatever reason or something lingers I guess but then I think there's also like you know you waking up um after your boyfriend's close one died you know things like just little things that like you don't really have to be on this plane to get you know you know what I'm saying like to get sent to you like that doesn't mean they're still here but they can still like kind of involve communicate once in a while yeah 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 Yeah. like bigger bigger stuff and you know there's just I think a lot of people have those moments like either like very serious like they almost died moments or just other things where it's like you're just at the end of your rope and you feel pretty hopeless about a situation and like something happens that shows you like you know pump the brakes and uh thing I've had that so I'm I'm grateful for that you know whatever it may be I'm gonna try to be more open just because again it's so you know uh, forgetting the word but like I guess arrogant to think like you know like one way or the other we won't know till we die and then what happens if anything I'm hoping fingers crossed that so um, oh go ahead oh no 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 I was done oh what other things have happened that you're like oh I wonder if that was like a little sign or you know is it mostly in dreams or it's mostly like dreams um like that but then like um I remember I was 
I, I went to uh, Catholic camp as a kid um, every summer. And like, they're like, oh, if you see a feather, that means God's around. It's like, well, that contradicts because he said God's around always. So I don't know why this feather, but I start every time I see a feather, like out of where it's not supposed to be. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, it's like maybe something to like, I've just definitely had like hard times or like bad, like mental health episodes. And then like seen a stupid feather somewhere. And I'm like, well, you know what? It's not, life isn't that bad. Like calm down and you know, we're going to get through this. You got through all the other ones. So why not this one? Yeah. So like, I think little tokens, I think it just kind of depends on the person, like what they're looking to see. And I know other people like, it's sounds or it's things turning on or you know or birds for a lot yeah yeah definitely like I remember that um and my grandmother said she would come back as a hummingbird but then she stopped herself because she's like they're not mean enough and I was like man I get it we hated the same people that's why I miss her so much (laughs) oh that's so funny I love it yeah but like things like that like people that know their and I, I worked in hospice the past two years so that really also made me see that um there definitely has to be something like everyone I worked with wasn't a skeptic because of how much they had seen. Oh, um, wow. People die and like, people are like, Oh, it's just all your endorphins running to your brain. But it's like, it goes on for days sometimes. And they definitely see loved ones. They think they're in the room with them or people they admire from like history or something will come and like talk to them and they'll have full on conversations. Like it's crazy. And they, people that like, you know, total, you know, non-believers in like really anything uh when they're dying they do all of a sudden kind of get these revelations I mean not always um, yeah but I know that brought a lot of comfort to families that they thought they were talking to like their mother or their sister um so yeah things like that like I guess the more I grow up the more I believe which is kind of going you know backwards but like um not backwards but from what I usually as you know as you grow up usually believe less in things and uh no I I especially working around death so much now like uh yeah there's got to be something or other I don't know what it is um I I always enjoy it like it's never been I've never had like a bad experience like even like the civil war battlefield in the exorcist room like it was spooky but like I didn't feel like hurt or scared really you know besides yeah. like scaring ourselves um but yeah it's always been pretty positive um experience yeah so hopefully I, I hope other people can feel that and you know and other people explain in totally different ways if mm-hmm. they said it to me I wouldn't know that's what they're talking about but you know it speaks to them right so yeah right it it meets like, you where you're at whatever yeah. you need yeah um So Lizzie, this has been amazing. Tell everyone where they can find you and your comedy and plug anything you'd like to plug. Okay. Yeah. I really appreciate Emily. I'm a whole big nobody and I just do open mics every once in a blue moon here in Madison. That is great. Yeah. You know what? You're in the city with the best open mic situation. I went right up the street from state. Like I was like, this is too easy. So I Uh, have to- For listeners who do not know, the comedy club on State Street has- not only is it an incredible comedy club with the shows that they put on the weekends, but their Wednesday comedy open mic is such a big deal that like a couple hundred people from around town will come to watch it. So yeah. it's like a really, really, really fun place to try out material and to start comedy, I think. Oh, um, yeah, no, totally. I'm so much more comfortable like with that like 200, 250 audience than like 
I'd much rather, I'm so much more uncomfortable talking one-on-one with someone like even this, like <laughs> pretty shy, but like, I'll get a, if I'm in front of people, I don't care. Like that doesn't matter. Cause I guess statistically you have more of a chance of someone agreeing with you or laughing that's, at what you said. Yeah. That's so funny. When I started, I, I like, I'm not a natural performer. And so it took me a really long time to figure it out. But when I started, I would like count the number of people in a room and then I would multiply it by how many minutes I was doing. And I'd be like, you're wasting 532 minutes of people's time. And I would just say it's like the most self-loathing, like horrible way to look at it. And I like your perspective much better. Well, listeners know you and know how funny you are. And I got to see you last week at the Madison Comedy Awards kickoff. I saw your set. Oh, cool. You were there. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank so, you. Yeah. Really so, you're not wasting anyone's time. <laughs> thank uh, you. <laughs> it's been long enough. Yeah, but I just, uh, by my name, uh, Lizzie Kirch, L-I-Z-Z-I-E, because that's like, you know, there's a big difference between Lizzie's with Y's and Lizzie's with I-E's, I think, <laughs> in Kirch, K-I-R-C-H. Um, and, you know, if you want to see my dumb thoughts, like everyone else's dumb thoughts on Twitter or X or whatever, goes by now things like that I'm you know I'm a typical millennial I'm on basically everything and hate everything at the same time so yeah yeah. (laughs) amazing well thank you so much for doing this podcast thank you Emily I appreciate it have a good day you too thank you for listening to haunted as hell formerly comedians with ghost stories if you enjoyed this podcast the best thing you could do is help spread the word about it by rating and reviewing it wherever you get your pods and just sharing it, you know, the old fashioned way, like saying to somebody, wow, I just did the best thing with my commute. Oh, what was it? It was listening to this podcast. It really, it was so good. It was called Haunted as Hell, formerly Comedians with Ghost Stories. Oh, wow. Great. Thank you for telling me, Ted. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Emily MC Winter and Haunted as Hell on Instagram. Here's a good way to remember it. It sounds like haunted a shell.